Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Uh, we got to talk, Kyle about the governor's primaries, uh, the St. Louis Blues advancing to the NHL Stanley <laughs> Cup. <laughs> no. All the things people want to hear us <laughs> here on this Kentucky. Um, we got Shea Gilgis Alexander got a big honor. I got a quote from Justin Rogers that I thought was interesting. Um, also, I was listening to... Oh, crap. I do this. I should have I should have had this written down. Our, our other favorite podcast, Kyle, has been back today. The Joel Justice and TJ Beisner podcast. Um, and there was an interesting nugget that I, I heard in there uh, that I wanted to share. Uh, but where I want to start is this story that got picked up by, it was originally, I think, the New York Post, and then it was the For the Win blog. That's the USA Today blog, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and the story basically was that Zion Williamson signs all autographs because he was snubbed by Anthony Davis when he was growing up. Well, Kyle, <laughs> that's not exactly what... Actually, that's not at all what happened. Um, so this the, the kind of genesis of this whole thing was this documentary, which, Kyle, you and I have both had experiences with these documentaries of these high school kids. You've made one, haven't you? You were in one, weren't you? I think I know after I talked to Nick Richards at Peach Jam, I think uh, somebody asked me to sign. There were like two or three times at Peach Jam where one of these guys had a documentary being made about him. And, I, you know, they came up and asked a bunch of us who were asking the, the player a question uh, if we could, you know, sign a waiver to be included. in. I don't know if I ended up making the cut in the Nick Richards thing. I think Ben Roberts and, and I think I was in it. You might McDonald's. have been, yeah. There, there were like multiple people, I think, that we knew. Maybe Joe might have been in it. I can't remember. Was that, uh, that was the one on HBO, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because someone sent me a screenshot. I never actually saw it. Um, uh, but yeah, I remember signing something. I made the McDonald's game. Um, but anyway, uh, the reason I say all that is because there was a documentary that Zion Williamson did when he was like 16, 17, which, I mean, if a guy deserves a documentary, Zion Williamson is probably one of them. Um, and he was talking to reporters, and part of it was basically he had like stayed at some high school for an extra hour after the game signing all these autographs, and he was asked why. And he said that he would be hurt if, if Anthony Davis or John Wall didn't sign his autograph after seeing them. He had never met them, and he still yeah. hasn't, according to Shams, your colleague at The Athletic. Yeah, the tweet from Shams was some context on the Zion, Anthony Davis, John Wall autograph story being rehashed. Williamson has never met Davis or Wall per a source close to him. Neither snubbed him. Williamson was providing an analogy using athletes he looked up to in high school on why he signs for kids. So, yeah, uh, I'm shocked that something got uh, taken slightly out of context and uh, spun into a big uh, viral content controversy yeah uh and then i mean well then you got the correction story so you got a double dip 
which is really odd. Um, I guess the thing looking back on it, it is kind of interesting uh, that the the list of players that he that he kind of talked about were here because he mentioned two other guys. He said Jalen Brown, Stanley Johnson, John Wall, Anthony Davis. That's an odd assortment of guys. Uh, but, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but two superstars and a couple ho hums. I guess it's the uh, a situation where. We remember back to this recruitment. Everybody talked about how he kind of liked Kentucky a lot and the, the quickly, uh, the Emmanuel quickly relationship and all those things. Obviously, he he really looked up to a couple of those Kentucky guys. Now, at this point, they were both in the NBA and had kind of ex- established careers, so that wasn't a direct connection to Kentucky. But so that clears all that up, and this means that Zion Williamson isn't going to try to push Anthony Davis out of New Orleans since he didn't get an autograph. That'd be funny though if. Zion then did does like ask for an Anthony Davis autograph whenever if ever they cross paths and it's like somehow they film it that would be smarter than both yeah or if you somehow if they somehow talk him into staying Ooh. then then you that you stage it so that you Zion says hey Anthony can I get you to sign something and then he signs the contract <laughs> that would be a great <laughs> great thing that would, now that would be a that would be some high level social media no it would be uh sharing there a lot of these uh pro teams are getting better and better at that so uh that would really be one um without a doubt uh that would get a ton of retweets uh i'll tell you what real quick as we wrap up this first segment before we get into shay gilgis alexander i did just want to pass along a quote that um came out after we recorded yesterday uh from justin rogers uh it was on the Detroit Free Press a story about his commitment. They did a little video interview with him. Um, real quick note to the guy who did the video, you don't have to yell into the microphone. Um, but Rogers was asked about how solid his commitment, because as we talked about yesterday, Kyle, that's the obvious question You know, when you get something like this to happen. And he said, uh, this is a rock-hard commitment. So he himself currently is saying it's solid. Obviously, those things change, but if it... If it was a situation where you're you're not making those statements at the start, there's even more worry, but he's talking about that at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's always a worry with a top 10 guy. I mean, always a worry. It's not a worry Kentucky's ever had because they haven't, in the modern era, they haven't gotten uh, a top 10 uh, football recruit. But when you get a, a star recruit that a bunch of people want with this much time before they can actually sign on the dotted line, everybody's going to speculate that people will be working on him. Michigan is right there in his backyard and probably won't stop recruiting him. Uh, but yeah, I think that's got to be encouraging for people. The fact that he said he's, you know, super committed and also that, you know, he mentioned that he wants to play with his, his buddy uh, who's already here uh, in Lexington. So all, all those things that we talked about yesterday, uh, certainly beneficial. Coming up next, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's got some uh, nice, I don't know if you get hardware for this or not. Uh, We'll discuss that next. But I did, before we do that, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch. It was recently voted Lexington's best breakfast. They got the delicious million-dollar bacon. Uh, You saw Kyle tweet about it late last week. He had his kids there. It's a great spot for families. But they are just a breakfast and lunch uh, spot. Uh, They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day. And they get busy, but they do have the First Watch mobile app, which allows you to check on wait times and get in line before you even get there. They got the new location 
over on Richmond Road by the Skyline and the Roses. They've also got two other Lexington locations. All three of those are all locally owned. Plus, there's spots up in Louisville and Cincinnati, too. So if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that there is one uh, close to you. And right now, they have just teamed up and became the official breakfast of UK Athletics. So they've got that going for them now as well. First watch. Yeah, it's fresh. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was named to the NBA All-Rookie Team second team. Pretty cool honor for a guy who was, you know, drafted outside of the top 10. In theory, the 10 best players should win this this award, uh, Kyle. But he was, he had a, I think, uh, I want to read through this list real quick. He obviously, I think he was the only guy in the playoffs on this team. So, and he had a monster game in the playoffs. Oh, his teammate Landry Shamit was in there as well. But Gilgis Alexander had that one monster game in the playoffs. Yeah, he had a bunch of good games in the playoffs, uh, and did so against the Golden State Warriors, which is no no small feat. Um, you know, and also I think this was like the first time in years that the one, two, three, four, and five picks in the draft. We're all on the uh, all rookie first team, so basically, the draft nailed it, I guess. <laughs> well, in, in that regard, you could get the order of the five a little some quibbles and quabbles, but well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's probably inarguable at this point that the number one pick shouldn't have been DeAndre Ayton, but it's not like he's been bad. Um, but for the you know the Gilgis Alexander thing, you know, t- to go back to uh, you know high school. He was the seventh, we've said this a million times, but when you just rewind it all and say, okay, this was the seventh highest ranked recruit in his own class coming into Kentucky. Now, it's all about perspective because Shea Gilgis-Alexander would have been the best player almost every other school got that year. It wasn't like he was a nobody. He was ranked 30th in the RSCI, which is the end of the end of the cycle ranking that takes into account basically all the recruiting rankings. Uh, and gives you the consensus on a guy top 30 player. Um, it's nothing to sneeze at, but he was the seventh that, that made him the seventh best recruit in his own incoming class at Kentucky. He ends up being the first player drafted off that team at 11 overall. And then makes the, you know, he earns a starting job as the point guard of the Clippers and then makes the all rookie team. Um, so his sort of meteoric rise in a short period of time, continues and we got into a little or i guess i got into a little bit of a debate with a guy on twitter today about that because he was i had quote tweeted the uk account which i think called him an overlooked recruit which i think is probably a little bit off base but overlooked on his own team probably initially because of those rankings but when you talk about overachieving like i just pulled from that rsci the the kind of consensus ranking for recruits uh, 2017, which was his class, 2016 and 2015. You look at the range that uh, you know that he's in, 25 to 35, and look at that list of names. There aren't other guys who are doing what, or not many of them that are doing what Shea Gilgis Alexander has done. Malik Williams, Nick Weatherspoon, Jalik Felton, John Petty, Paul Scruggs, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Lydell Whittington, Ethan Thompson. Uh, Shay's cousin, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Shondi Brown, and Brandon Randolph were, were in that 25 to 35 rank, range with him that year. I mean, are there any other guys 
that are lottery picks and all rookie level players in that group? Well, his cousin might be a lottery pick this yeah. year. Yeah, um, yeah, his cousin cousin might be now. Uh, you know, the the year before that twenty five to thirty five group was VJ King, Bruce Brown, Dewan Hewell, Zach Collins, uh, Cassius Winston, Alterique Gilbert, Tyus Battle, Kyle Guy, Udoka Azubuki, a uh, guy I can't pronounce, and Javin Delorier. I mean, again, not a lot of dudes jumping off the page there. Um, so it is it is unusual that. Um, that a guy drafted or ranked in that spot gets drafted as high as he does, and then makes such an instant impact. Yeah, you know, in the last three in the three classes in that time frame, the one guy that's to me jumps out is sort of sim- similar and, and even more so than Shea is Donovan Mitchell uh, from Louisville in 2015. He was the 27th ranked recruit in his class in the consensus rankings, and we know he became a a superstar. But it's rare. Well, can you just imagine if he had listened to Rick Pitino's advice and come back for another season, how much even better he would have been? Yeah, that's one of the most egregious things that Rick <laughs> Pitino has ever done is telling that kid he wasn't ready for the NBA. Um, the note of, of Gilgis Alexander, and these, these tied together as well, Joel Justice on uh, the podcast he does, um, I think it's behind Kentucky Basketball, but that might be the name of the TV show I always forget. Uh, he actually said today they were talking about him getting out and recruiting and he's going to go to some international basketball. And he said actually the first time he ever saw uh, Gilgis Alexander was in Chile when he was watching the U18 FIBA American Cup or whatever it's called. Um, and he was watching Team Canada in the championship game and that was the first time he ever saw him. I guess he was probably been 16, so I'm guessing he would have been in his, going into his junior year maybe, if I'm yeah. remembering all this right. Um, so that was, that was just kind of crazy to think about Kyle that, you know, you go all the way down to Chile and then that starts this path that you just laid out. You know, that means Kentucky starts to put an eye on him. He starts to move up the rankings a little bit, commits to Florida, eventually decommits, ends up at Kentucky. And uh, a couple of years later, he's on, uh, the all rookie team. And that's the other thing too. I, I think early initially he was not like a top 30 recruit. I think he was in the fifties or sixties. Um, you know, and was off the radar. So for Kentucky to get involved with a kid like that, it it took something like that. And that's that's one thing that worth noting. Joel Justice has been the guy that they kind of put in charge of identifying kids earlier, the younger classes, and they've sent him all over the world for these uh, FIBA USA type things. I think he's uh, going like as you mentioned, two or three different foreign countries this summer uh, to recruit and, and to kind of identify guys and and and. You know, again, had they not hired Penny at Memphis, Kentucky was going to get James Wiseman. And a big part of that was they were so impressed that Joel Justice, when he was, I think, a junior or soft, maybe even a sophomore, flew across the world to Argentina uh, and was the only coach recruiting him to do that and spent three or four days watching him um, just to let him know that they, you know, I think that was not about identifying people. That was about being seen by the kid as like, Hey, we flew across the world because we want you to know we want you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been an important piece of what I think they've had Joel justice do. Uh, real quick, Kyle mentioned the, the first team, uh, rookie, which was the top five picks, Deandre Ayton, Jaron Jackson, Marvin Bagley, the third Trey young and Luca Doncic Doncic and young were both unanimous. Uh, the second team consisted of Kevin Herter, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. What? Huerta. What are you talking about? 
Kevin Huerta. It's Herder. Ain't it? I think it's Huerta. Doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of does. I'm sure it matters to him. Pretty sure it's Kevin Herter. I'm like, I'm relatively sure here, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> Let us know who's right. Hit us up at Locked On UK. Uh, so Gilgis Alexander, Alexander. Now you can't. Now I can't pronounce anything. Landry Shamit and Colin Sexton, and then it wraps up with Mitchell Robinson, who. Talk about weird pass. Whoo. <laughs> that guy <laughs> going going to Western Kentucky and then not going to Western Kentucky and then going back to Western Kentucky and then leaving Western Kentucky again and then just training and getting picked late in the, the first round of the draft. That was really odd. He played really well in the McDonald's All-American game. We were talking about that earlier. He obviously didn't play with Nick Richards. but So the I'm looking at a 2018 NBA draft pronunciation guide, and it is who Erter? Who, and then emphasis on air as in A I R, and then T E R. Who Erter? Kevin Who Erter? I don't know. I never know how to read those pronunciation things, so I don't. He's got red hair, right? Is that yes. the uh, right guy? Yeah. Kevin Knox, by the way, on this pronunciation guide is all capital N O C K S. <laughs> As if somebody needs to know how to pronounce Knox, K N O X. Any other good names on there? Uh, no. Josh Okogie is O H K O G E E. Okogi and KO is capitalized. That's the the capital. The all capital parts are the what they want you to uh, uh, emphasize. Emphasis on the syllables. Speaking of things that need to be emphasized, uh, you guys should be checking us out on the Himalaya app. Uh, you can obviously get Locked On Kentucky on all uh, your favorite podcasting apps. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You know you got Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all those places. But we sh you should check out this new Himalaya app. It's got some cool features, um, and it's a new deal. So check out the new Himalaya app and listen to Locked on Kentucky there. Coming up next, we got to talk Drake, Drizzy, Kentucky Dad, Kyle Tucker's favorite. But first, check this out. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Okay, Kyle. Drake. Needs to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten ridiculous. Massaging a coach's shoulders in the middle of a playoff game. I mean, good grief. It's kind of a blowout, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. The entitlement of, like, I mean, I don't care how good your seats are. You don't get to get up and rub the coach's shoulders during the game. Good grief. Well, it didn't seem like Nick Nurse cared. Plus, Nick Nurse does need some, like, he probably needs his, needs a massage after these games. He always looks so confused and so stressed out. Nick Nurse also sounds like a like a character from the Marvel universe. Nick Fury is. Yeah, Nick Nurse is just like a murderous uh, male RN who, when you come in the emergency room, I don't know, does things with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nurse. There you go. 
I'm, I'm or re- Dick Nurse is like a like a like a kids uh a kids cartoon. Yeah, that would work as well. I'm reading something and I guess technically Drake has like some kind of relationship. So I don't even know if he's I don't want to know if he's like an owner or something, but there's like a partnership, expanded partnership between the Raptors and OVO, which stands for October's very own, which is one of Drake's monikers. Um, so maybe that's why they he's cool, uh, because they have a partnership. But yeah, it is a little much. He was high fiving Kawhi too, like going into a timeout on the last home game. So it ain't just the coach that he's messing with. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's too much, and he has too many teams, and he's jinxed most of them. But at least I think this Kentucky one... fan. I think it, I think he's jumped the shark with Kentucky fans, who at this point, many of which would just prefer that he like leave their team alone. But at least the Raptors are his like hometown team. Yeah, I mean, I give him the Raptors. I think he's allowed the Raptors, even with all the jokes. But beyond that, it's a little much. And as you as you continue to point out. He just straight up lied. <laughs> he told. He, I mean, he told. He told Kentucky fans when he was here that he was going to come back to a free concert for the students, and he's never done it. And you, you, well, semi regularly remind people that he remember that time he said he was going to do it, and he didn't do it. Well, like that's one of my most uh, viewed social media videos ever because it was picked up by a couple of uh, like SI's blog and one other one, I think Bleacher Report as well, and then. Uh, the reason I started doing it, Kyle, is because students at UK started quote tweeting it <laughs> through that season because he said he was going to do it that year. Said that he was going to put a put on a free concert at Rupp. That was one of the promises that he had John Calipari make to him. This was the 2017 uh, Big Blue Madness, um, and there are some. He was wearing that Kentucky Kentucky Dad shirt. I think that was what it was. was. Uh, it was. He never came through. It's a shame. Maybe he's, should uh, should there be Andy some kind of order? He couldn't deliver. Uh, couldn't deliver Zion to Kentucky either. What good is the guy? He wore Zion's high school jersey, like rapped about him. Well, couldn't 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 convince the the guy to go to Kentucky. It's not uh, it's not not a very good star uh, fan to have if he can't close the deal. I will say that almost. Every recruiting um, announcement where guys pick Kentucky, they do the I rock Kentucky I rock blue. Games. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, that might point. be worth the hassle. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he definitely like like five years ago, he was definitely the cool factor of Drake was v- very beneficial to Kentucky, and I'm sure it still is to a degree. It's all about um, Post Malone and NBA Young Boy now. And little Nas really? X is Post Malone cool with the basketball crowd? I don't know. I don't think so. I was just naming rappers that I knew off the top of my head. You like the little Nas X? Yeah, yeah. Is he the one that has Old Town Road? Yep, <laughs> yeah, it's him. My buddy's in the uh, music video for that video for that playing. Uh, I didn't guitar. know. I didn't know your buddies with Billy Ray. No, no, my buddy Paul Sykes, a Nashville singer-songwriter, is uh, he, he he tours with Billy Ray, 
and uh, he is in the music video. I don't think he actually worked on that song because I texted him and was like, dude, you're in the video. He's like, well, I have had nothing to do with that song. They must have just like pulled that video of me playing guitar from uh, one of our other like gigs or something. But huh. uh, but he's in the video that is out there for that. Can, so, he, can he get Billy Ray on the podcast? Either Billy Ray or Little Nas X. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, that'd be tough. I feel like Billy Ray might be better with our listeners. I'll do a Twitter poll on the Locked he, On UK Twitter account. Well, he also toured with iCarly, so um, you know I could wait. Doesn't she have a real name? Yeah, whatever, whoever she is. Uh, he went on tour with her when she was doing her music thing. All right, I'm going to look up iCarly's real name, and I'm going to let you real quick uh, give a little teaser for your next edition of the Exit Interview series that you got going on on the athletic yeah i've already finished all four of them two of them have already published uh and we've talked about them pj washington's dad uh reed travis's dad um have um tyler hero's dad eventually uh i've already already done the interview i don't know when it publishes but the uh when if people are listening to this on wednesday morning uh the 22nd of may um it should be published the new one with Keldon johnson's dad and i thought Probably Keldon's dad was the best of the four. Um, you know, some people may remember he was really skeptical skeptical of Calipari in Kentucky. He did not. He made it clear he did not want Keldon to go to Kentucky, in part because they were slow to recruit him, and other schools had really prioritized him, and he just felt a little bit snubbed by that. But Keldon really wanted to go to Kentucky and, and said, "Just trust me on this." So he did, um, and so it was interesting. You know after the fact to talk to his dad, you know, about how much his tune has changed. And, you know, one of the lines in there is, um, he said, uh, he said, I'll be the first, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you, I didn't want Keldon to go there. Keldon said, trust me, dad. So I trusted him that he was right about Cal. And I'm glad that I did. Um, you know, and it was interesting too. He talked like openly i you know it's one of the standard questions if people have read these you know i ask like what did you get out of it what's the best thing you got out of it what's something that was better or harder than you expected what change would you make uh to the program to improve it you know things like that and he was pretty open about saying it was hard for them for the dad and for Keldon to come to grips with the fact that he didn't get as many shots as he would like to get you know he was an offensive player um but he was glad that that happened because it made him learn about team, made him grow up, made him you know care about defense. He said there were a uh, he said there were a couple times uh, a couple times he decided he wanted to take plays off on defense, and he found himself sitting beside coach. <laughs> and he said that's the reason why he went to Kentucky to be challenged. Um, and then you know I won't give too much away. It's a pretty long piece, but. One of the other lines that I think will really impress people and just about the perspective uh, for, for, from a parent who wasn't always happy on the front end or even during about how things were going, uh, he said he, he went there as a boy and he left there as a man uh, and as someone who knew what it meant to be a good teammate. Um, so that I mean that's pretty powerful stuff, and there's, there's a bunch of that throughout the piece. And I hope people will uh, – well, check it out. I've enjoyed doing this exit interview series because I think it's, I think it's some really good insight um, about what it's like to be a parent of a player and and be a player in a high profile program, a high pressure program, a place where you know most of these guys are coming in as 
the man, the five-star recruits, McDonald's All-American with high expectations, and it doesn't always go as easy as they, they think. And, you know, how do they work through that process and how they feel about Kentucky when they leave here uh, I think is really pretty revealing. Miranda Cosgrove. Yes, that's right. That's her. He's written songs with her and uh, and a bunch of stuff. I mean, they're they're like pretty tight. And he, right. he did a long he did a long tour. My buddy Paul Sykes did a long tour. You can find him uh, on Twitter. And this is not a joke. He also has a he does country music, but he also has an alter ego that's like uh, like like house music or techno music or something that he yes. started. I remember this distinctly. You showed me this when we were walking back to our car in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his his persona for that is called Spearchild, uh, and it's actually like I mean it's weird. I mean my, my buddy Paul's a weird dude, but he's uh, well, so he's incredible. Yeah, he's incredibly talented, and and the music by Spearchild is also really really good. But he's with the country stuff. He's been on the Today Show uh, multiple times, or the Kathy Lee and Hoda portion of it. Uh, Hoda discovered him while she was on vacation in Nashville. She took a, a video of him playing at the famous Bluebird Cafe. Uh, and went, came back from vacation and played the video on the Today Show, and then has had him flown him up to New York two or three times to play uh, live on the show. So pretty cool. I'm pretty proud of my buddy. I grew up with him uh, my whole life. So, so we'll do a poll: Miranda Cosgrove or Billy Ray Cyrus. Who do you want on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if we can pull that off, I think we totally can. Um, you just gave him like a, a huge plug. And speaking of plugs. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book with your book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Thanks again to First Watch for sponsoring this edition of the show. Uh, we mentioned the show's Twitter handle. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Also find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can... Hear me weeknight, 6 to 8 p.m. on WLAP. Uh, follow Kyle. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Read his work. All those exit views, exit interviews on The Athletic. Please rate. Please review. Please subscribe. All those are very, very important. Um, and then most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Will you rub my shoulders like Drake? What a weirdo. All righty. <laughs>